Welcome listeners to Trail Angels. It's Mark and Annette here with you today with Dorsey Ross. We, you know, we, we're excited today to be talking to Dorsey. We had a chance a couple of weeks ago to be talking with Dorsey on his podcast program. But we have had such an incredible experience during the last year or so, meeting new friends and sharing ideas. And, uh, and, and that, what's your experience been the last year or so? I've absolutely loved this. This was something I was scared to death to do, start doing podcasts, when we felt impressed that this was something that we needed to add to carrying the load. And um, But what has happened, Dorsey and Mark, is that this has become my favorite thing. And I love, love meeting people. I love getting to know these incredible people that have been all over the world. And Dorsey, you're right there at the top of, of those that we have met. So thank you for joining us, Dorsey. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. As I mentioned, we're really excited today as we had a chance a couple of weeks ago to visit with Dorsey and to learn a little bit about his life as uh, he learned about ours. And let, let me just read a little bit uh, about uh, Dorsey before we begin here. I think he's got an incredible story, and I believe it's going to be something that that uh, each of you are going to be mesmerized by the incredible resiliency of Dorsey and, and what he's overcome in his life. And, and I use that word overcome because his book, Overcomer, that was published back in 2016 is an incredible read. It's a it's a great story about someone that was able to to go beyond the challenges of life and become something that uh, he only dreamt of being. So let me re read a little bit about Dorsey before we begin. He was considered a surprise birth with his parents, a couple in their 40s who had two grown children and were seen as past childbearing age when he was born. The doctors believed he wouldn't survive due, his, due to his life-threatening disabilities. Yet now approaching the age his parents were when they had him, author Dorsey Ross has lived a life dedicated to serving the Lord and encouraging others to not let their disabilities define the impact they can make. His biography, Overcomer, details the challenges Dorsey faced as well as those of his family when he was diagnosed with Apert syndrome a genetic disorder that caused abnormal shaping of the skull and face, as well as other birth defects. Pressured by doctors to place the Dorsey into an institution with a belief he would be brain dead soon, his parents decided to take Dorsey home and do what they could to help his life thrive. Dorsey, that's that's an incredible story, and I, and I know that there's more to it as well, and I know that uh, your parents played a very important part in your life uh, you've 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 allowed God to to come into your life as well, and and uh, the challenges that uh, you have, you you you've talked about uh, the purpose of God's eternal plan. And even though He dealt with, even though you de dealt with bullying at school and and uh, work, uh, and had to have more surgeries than anyone probably I've ever known has ever had to experience, uh, you've been able to overcome. And uh, you've been able to share your extraordinary story with so many others around the country. And in fact, you've this this whole story has led into into a ministry. Uh, and and I and I look at that ministry that you've put together, and I read about some of the uh, people that have have uh, talked about your book and some of the challenges. And uh, you know, I, I, I guess what I would say is I, I'm just so incredibly impressed that you've been able to come 
to this point in your life, knowing that there have been so many incredible difficulties, 68 operations. I, I thought that I was dealing <laughs> with, with tough things with a few knee operations, but 68 operations. Uh, that that is remarkable. The fact that you were able to survive and to, as you mentioned, to thrive. So welcome with us, Dorsey. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm cooling. Thank you for having me again. This is this is a uh, you know as I, as we read your story and as Annette and I have talked about uh, you and and your story, it would have been so easy to give up, but you didn't. <clears throat> Tell us about your life and and uh, what it was like growing up. Yeah, life obviously, you know, life growing up was difficult, you know, for me, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, especially with my parents not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. You know, they, by faith, you know, walked out of the hospital, you know, believing in God and, you know, believing that God was going to you know, hopefully take care of me, hopefully bring me through the operations. They were told by a nurse in the hospital that, hey, take him to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York City, where the doctor there could possibly help me and could possibly, you know, open the skull and open the, opening the skull spot to a lot of plane to grow and you know they by faith walked in there and the doctor there said well you know if he has this operation if he has the opening in the skull he'll survive he'll have a lot of difficulties and a lot of obstacles that he'll have to overcome but he'll he'll survive and I had my first of many operations that six weeks to open the skull and to allow my brain to grow and to function as well as could be. And, you know, from about six weeks to about five years old, I had about, you know, five, maybe the 10 operations somewhere around there to, you know, do the operations on my face and even, you know, the, Start the process of separating my my fingers as, as well. I think of your parents and your mother, especially, and what love she had for her son, and that it didn't matter what the doctor said. She she felt that love inside her and she let it blossom and grow and she was going to continue to care for you as long as she could. Right. As long as possible. And 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 I guess for me it's all about love. And can you imagine what your life would have been like without that love? Right. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I probably wouldn't even be on living on the earth, talking to you guys today. Yeah, this really is a story of love. And, and it's, it's a story that uh, we're, we're, we're wanting to explore a little bit more deeply here. Now, before we go any further, Dorsey, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what Apert syndrome is? Yeah, Apert syndrome, when you're born, Apert syndrome is a disfigurement or a congenital 
birth defect or deface any hands when, when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose pushed back in my head and my fingers and toes refused to get at me. I had no individual movement of them. And, you know, as I said, the, you know, they had no short spot and no room for my brain to grow. And that is why the doctors initially told my parents, you know, look, he's not going to survive. He'll eventually become brain dead. And the best option for you guys would be to sign the papers and to put him into a institution. And then, you know, there's, you know, variety of the birth, birth effect as well. You know, and, you know, I also have, you know, stomach problems, which I didn't know about, you know, only knew about kind of like from 2008 or whatever. And I also have a fused vertebrae, a thick nerve in my neck, which probably is a part of the disability as well. But there's also, you know, other, you know, abnormalities that come with it as well, which thankfully for me, I don't have all of them. But, you know, it it varies, obviously, with, with any type of disability that, you know, people have. I keep thinking about they were able to, to label, give this a diagnosis of what... Um, what disability this was, but it wasn't, it's not something that can just be taken care of in one surgery. Right. You, no. you labeled, you know, multiple things, whether it was unfusing the, the, the fingers and so that they were individual and able to move or your toes. This has been a process, a journey along the way that I'm assuming, you know, that we'll start with the brain. We've got to open that up, that soft spot. So it, the skull can grow right. you know, it was the severity down the road. And then one thing, as you mentioned, you didn't know about certain things, you know, till, till recently even. And as technology happens, as, as more of the uh, symptoms and things progress, then they're, they're learning and finding more, about you and about this deformity, this diagnosis, this disability. And and really, I'm sure that they look at you and you're probably in textbooks now. Of, this is what can happen. It's not a hopeless cause that the only, you know, the only uh, comfort or advice a doctor is going to give is what they gave to your mother. Now they can say, this is what can be done. Right. And you can live a fulfilling life. But it's a life that, like your book, the title, over, you know, The Overcomer, you have always had to overcome. Yeah, and like, you know, even the doctors, you know, told my parents I'd be brain dead. I was never brain dead. The doctors told my parents I would have to wear braces on my leg to go to the fused. Toes and because it, you know, and I walk normally, as, you know, as normally as I can. And you know, people when I was younger would say, "Hey, Dorsey's walking faster than any of us, and he's walking, <laughs> you know, he's walking at normal 
at a normal speed. <laughs> you know, they would tell me, hey, slow down. <laughs> you know, the doctor would tell me or told my parents at one point, you know, he would have to wear places because of the the toes and the, you know, the, I didn't have my toes separated at all. Even at my age, I still don't have my toes separated. And that somebody, one of the doctors, I don't know who it was, even told my parents, well, look, you know, he's not going to live, you know, a full life. He's only going to live until he's 18. And now I'm I'm 44. Dorsey, let's talk about uh, what it was like growing up. I know that in your book, you talk about uh, challenges that you had, not only physical challenges, but challenges with with the kids at school that would yeah. make fun, that would that would say things that uh, were unkind. How how early in life did you realize that maybe you were a little bit different than the other kids? Well, that's, you know, that's interesting. You know, it's not an interesting question. It's interesting due to the fact that you know my parents never treated me as anyone that was different. They treated me as their child. They treated me as a normal child. They allowed me to do things on my own until I myself could not, could figure out whether or not, you know, I was able to do that thing. And even, you know, my, I don't know how accurate it is. I'm, I'm assuming it is accurate. But I remember my mom telling me that because of the school that I went to, I went to a school for people with disabilities. And, you know, maybe I'm not quoting it word for word or what I said or what she said, but I remember her telling me that one day, you know, I came back from the school or something, and I, I said to her, why am I going to school for people with disabilities? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that they treated you like they treated their other children. Yeah. And, and because of that, you didn't know any different. No, absolutely not. You had to learn to succeed. You had to learn to walk, to, you know, all these things, and you were able to figure it out. For you. Right. Yeah, they they never put me in a bubble. You know, I can't live my hands above my head, you know, at least you know, full the full, you know, straight up hand, you know, arms. But, you know, they allowed me to play baseball, they allowed me to play basketball, they allowed me to play football in the street. And, you know, they were like, well, if if he get hurt, he get hurt. We'll take him to the hospital, <laughs> and they did multiple times. <laughs> but because of that, because of that choice, and I think it's a great, it's a great um, example for the rest of us and for young parents to let our children figure it out, whether they have a disability or not. I think it's those times, those bumps and those bruises, those times that we fall down that we get and we learn to pick ourselves back up that, yeah. that gives us the strength within to to face whatever challenges come our way throughout life to to overcome because it's not always that we're going to live in a bubble whether we have a disability or whether we don't there will be bumps and bruises and scrapes along the way right so dorsey you talk about 
in your book. Actually, I, I love the way that uh, the, the the book is structured there. It's it's called Overcomer, but right below the word overcomer are the words discovering God's purpose against all odds. Talk, talk to us about uh, God's purpose in your life. You know, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still figuring it out, you know, but. I think we all are. We all are. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think the purpose in my life, you know, for the season in my life is to, you know, encourage people, is to inspire people, is to, you know, let them know that, you know, that God has, you know, a plan and purpose for their life, that God has, you know, that God will bring them through the trials and the difficulties that they have faced in their life. There were many times when I was younger that, you know, where I felt like giving up, where I felt like, you know, saying, okay, this is it, I'm going to end my life, you know, because I was teased, because I was made fun of, because I was called, you know, different names like monster and freak. And, you know, I could have given up very easily multiple times, but it was, you know, the fact that God, you know, kept saying to me, hey, don't give up. I have something greater in store for your life. Keep moving forward and see what, you know, see what will happen. See what, you know, see what the plan and the purpose is that I have for you. That That's remarkable. As someone at an early age can can have that kind of faith, recognizing that, yeah, maybe my life isn't what many people would call normal, but it's it's uh, in God's hands. So how how would you deal with those situations when those kids would be unkind and and uh, and 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 say things that uh, were were mean and, and and cruel? How what was what was your mechanism of coping with that? I think you know I think it was you know talking to my parents you know reading the Bible you know understanding that you know that he created me this way, you know, that he, you know, I was created in his image that, you know, as it says in, you know, Psalm 139 talks about, you know, that we are created in our mother's room. And, you know, he's talking to my mom and, you know, my parents and realizing that, you know, regardless of what other people said, that they loved me and that they cared for me. Yeah, I wish we had your parents here with us today because there's so many questions that we would ask them, and I can, I can just sense the love that your parents, and as Annette mentioned, especially probably your mother had for you, as she's helping you along the way through, through life and recognizing that your life might be just a little bit different than than many others. I remember growing up, there was a family that lived a couple of streets over, and. Their oldest son was born with, without, you know, his legs stopped above the knee. He didn't have knees or, you know, ankles or feet and, and things. And so he, he, he got around on crutches and he was pretty quick, Dorsey, on those crutches. <laughs> but just like you and how your parents treated you, his parents treated him 
like any other kid. And when he, you know, I saw him fall a couple times and you wanted to rush to help him up and his parents would be there and they waited. They waited to see if he could do it first. And, and just that example to me of how hard, I know how hard it would have been as a parent, as your mother. And I'm sure she wanted to rush and to pick you up and help you on those times that you, you know, scraped your knee and you fell down when you were out playing baseball with kids and and doing those other things or, or when kids called you names that she would want to rush in and, and take care of you. But something inside her told her to wait to, to just watch, to pray for you. I know she was praying and pleading for you in those times so that you could have that and find that strength within because she knew she wouldn't always be there. Yeah. She wasn't going to be there with you always at school or, you know, when the kids, which just makes me sick when they call you names and, and they call us, it hurts to be called a name and it hurts to be torn down. But because of that, that strength and that love of your parents, they taught you where to go. You know, Mark asked the question, how did you find that within you? If your parents wouldn't have taught you about prayer, I don't know if you would have known to pray. Right. And so, again, it came back to their example, their being a trail angel in your life. How would you take your life's example, you know, experiences, your life's experiences, and say, to your nieces or nephews or other other children you know that that are struggling that people make fun of what would you what advice would you give them i would tell them you know don't give up you know keep keep moving forward and you know just, you know obviously just to play and just know that everything you know in the end it may not be okay right now but in the end everything will be Okay. Great advice. And the other thing I keep thinking is yours, your differences are very, you know, you can look, it's apparent. Right. We can see that those, those differences are, are there, but sometimes we look at others and, and people can't see that struggle. They can't no. see that disability. They can't see what's going on inside and the pain. And then in, in some ways, I almost think it's harder because we don't, we don't have that automatic, give them a break, you know, type of a thing. And, right. but it teaches all of us how we should treat everyone with compassion, with mercy, with, you know, not be so judgmental, but just to help give that, that helping hand to be that cheerleader to help them in their life, no matter what is going on, or what, you know, if they look like all is well, and I've got this, and I'm living on top of the world, whether it looks like I really am struggling. You know, it's been interesting, Dorsey, we've, we've known each other for a month or so now. And, and as we've, we've talked with you, I, the, the interesting thing is I don't see you as a man with disabilities. Mm-mm. 
Uh, I, I see you as a very strong man. I wish I was half as good looking as you are. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I, I know that you are making a difference. You know, you, you talk about how important it was to have parents that uh, supported you, but I, I, you may not know the extent of what you have done for other people. But let me just read a couple of comments really quick here from reviews from your book. Uh, these are people that may have known you or just have just read the book. But there was one that uh, really, really struck me. It said, Dorsey and my daughter met in elementary school at the Henry Viscardi School. I have never met a more caring man. While our family is Jewish, that has never been a stumbling block for my daughter and Dorsey. And both respect the other's religion and beliefs. In fact, Dorsey recently joined our family at synagogue event as a family member. He is truly God's gift to the world that can only benefit from his only from his knowledge and achievement. That's that's pretty impressive. As I as I read other as I read other uh, stories as well, you know, there's there's a uh, there's there's a uh, something that uh, someone by the name of Jeannie wrote that uh, was just incredible. And I don't have time to go through the entire thing, uh, but she talks about that, you know, that, that life matters and that you are a very beautiful person and that she's reminded of struggles by looking at you and looking at your example every day. She also goes on to say that she used to think that Appert syndrome was one of the worst things in the world. But after Getting to know you, she now views it as a hidden blessing. That says so much about you, Dorsey, and the way that you live your life. And thank you. I I am just so humbled and grateful to be able to be your friend. Thank you. And to have you as a part of Trail Angels and to be one of our Trail Angels. So, so Dorsey, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question here based on something that that uh, another another person that uh, commented on your book by the name of Cyrus wrote, and it's, it's going to speak specifically to your belief. And he said, when we're looking for examples of what we can accomplish with the help of our Heavenly Father and his word, we can look at the life of Dorsey Ross. Tell me about faith and and how important faith is in your life and 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 how you've been able to live your life with faith yeah you know faith is very important in my you know life I was able to you know grow up in in the church because of my parents and you know I you know became you know a Christian at the age of 13 and I just you know there were times I doubted you know, God, and I doubted, you know, what God had for me in my life, but, you know, I always, you know, came full circle and still, you know, had that faith and had that, you know, belief in God and knew, you know, in God and just, you know, thankfully, you know, never really, you know, walked away from God and never really walked away from my faith in God. No, I'm not, you know, someone who doesn't, you know, get angry. I mean, I am someone who gets angry at God at times. I'm not someone who's always 
happy and a wee, you know, smiling. There are times when I'm frustrated and when I'm upset and when, like, God, why is this happening to me? Why did this, you know, why did you allow this to happen to me? But then he, you know, reminds me and he's like, hey, it's because I have something great in store for your life. You know, it will work out, you know. You know, I'm looking for the woman of God that he wants for me, he that he has for me. And there are times that, you know, those, you know, certain relationships don't work out. I'm like, God, why didn't this work out for you? And he reminds me, he, because I have something better in store for you. That wasn't the one I wanted you to be with. So in other words, what you're saying is you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was thinking. You're a mortal man. <laughs> you know, we all at times, I think we all have that time where we, we go out in our own wilderness. We have a wilderness that we have to, that maybe we do get frustrated and question why life is hard, why we have certain certain things going on in our life and challenges. But like you said, it's an opportunity for us to come full circle. It's an opportunity for us to come to know, to know our father and and to learn to trust that he has something better for us. Yeah. And going back, you know, going back to the, you know, the faith uh, question for a minute. When I was graduating high school, I had to have a meeting to determine, you know, what I would do after I graduated. And I had a, you know, passing and desire to, you know, speak to the youth and to minister to the youth. And I wanted to, you know, go on to ministry and become a youth pastor at some point. And in this meeting, my high school history teacher was there. And again, my mom was there at the time. And, you know, there were people there because not everyone that I went to school with was able to go on to college to go to their, you know, like myself, learning disability or, you know, their struggles in school and whatnot. And they asked the high school history teacher, do you think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college? And he he said, no, I don't think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college. I don't think he'll have the ability to make it in college. And then, you know, they asked me, and I had no idea what I was getting, you know, getting into. And then they asked, I said, yeah, I think I can make it. And then they asked my mom. She said, well, if Dorsey thinks he can make it, he will. And, you know, the first couple of weeks of community college were difficult for me. And I would struggle, I would get sick at night, I was anxious, I was concerned. And I even had to discuss with my mom about, you know, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should quit? And she said, take it a few more weeks and see what will happen. And I was able to find a Chi Alpha Christian group on that on that college, on that campus, it was a Bible study group every Wednesday at, at 12 p.m. And I went to that meeting. And from the time I went to that meeting till four years later, when I graduated a two-year Bible, um, two-year community college, I was, able, I was 
no longer sick. It wasn't, it doesn't mean I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wasn't struggling. I did struggle. I, I took me four years and a two-year community college. <laughs> but I was able to make it. I was able, you know, if it wasn't for my faith to believe in myself and to believe in my what my mom said, to say, hey, Dorsey can make it, at that moment when that teacher said to me, Dorsey will not make it, I could have said, all right, well, we'll look at something else for me to do. I won't go on to college, but I did. And then after that, I went on to Bible college for another five years. <laughs> this is just an example that just because it's a two-year college doesn't mean that you, it has to be done in two years. Right. And and I think everyone that goes to college, they struggle. You know, it takes time. It's new. It's things. It's just. So, again, your mother gave you just she was wise to give you give it a couple more weeks. But I don't think it was coincidence that you found this Bible study group. Right. To help strengthen your faith and and, and to believe that you could do something because it doesn't, I think sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves and we think, well, we should do this, you know, in this way, in this amount of time. And if we, I can't do it just like it says, then I'm going to give up. Yeah. The example that you've just taught all of us is that, no, we create a way that works for us, that we can succeed. And your trail is different than my trail, but it's okay. You know, it's 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 interesting that we're talking about this because this morning, as I was hiking up, this this hike I go up every morning is twelve hundred feet up and twelve hundred feet down. And as I was as I was hiking up, uh, someone someone was going faster than me, and I said, "Well." You're uh, you're you're so fast. I wish I was half as fast as you are. And the person said to me, turned around, and said, "You know, Mark, it doesn't really matter how fast we go, just so long as we get there." And and I thought that is so important. And that's a lot like life. And it's not just college. Life is like that. It doesn't matter how fast we go, just so long as we get there and don't give up. You know, I I think of the scriptures and I think of uh, those ancient prophets who who uh, lived before Christ's time in the Old Testament and uh, who were struggling. They didn't know why they were being asked to do this. Or I'm sure that, uh, I, I, I'm sure that uh, Daniel didn't understand why he had to do what he did and have the, uh, the, the repercussions that he had. And all of the prophets that, uh, that had difficulties, there was one common thing. And that's when they would ask God, why are these things happening to me? God would always answer, they're happening for a wise purpose. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we don't understand what that wise purpose is. Jonah didn't understand why he needed to go talk to the people in Nineveh when they were his mortal enemy. But God said it's for a wise purpose. And so as we talk about wise purposes and as we talk about life, what would be some of the advice that you typically give young adults as you're talking with them when it comes to wise purposes and when it comes to following following in faith? I would say, you know, 
similar, I guess similarly to what I said earlier, you know, that, you know, it's difficult at times to, you know, understand, you know, why we go through what we go through and why we struggle with what we struggle with. And we just have to, you know, when we're struggling and when we're doubting and we're, you know, not fully understanding, you know, the things that we're dealing with, we just have to read the Bible. And, you know, that's where we get, you know, the wise purpose and that's where we get the understanding of life and the understanding of what we're going through. I think that's, that's exactly true. Um, Dorsey, you know, we, we talk a lot about trail angels. We talk a lot about those who have helped us in our journeys of life. And, and when we, you know, we've referred to you as a trail angel, as a, as a youth minister and with your book and just, just your life itself, you have been a trail angel to many when you think back upon your life, can you think of specific trail angels that have blessed your life? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, the two of them, you know, that are the most important to me are definitely my my parents. My parents are definitely the, the two that have, you know, inspired me and, you know, being my, being my trail angels and definitely helped me you know, the most. And I, I've seen other people with, you know, with disabilities and who have, you know, gone on ahead of me and been like, man, you know, if they can do it, I can do it as well. Thank you. And I, I'm not surprised that your parents are your trail angels. And um just want you to know that as I, I'm just thinking of, of my life and some of the experiences and, and challenges. And I think, you know what, if Dorsey can do it, I can do it. So thank you, Dorsey, for being a, a trail angel for me. And I, and I think so many people could say the same thing as well. As I'm just scrolling through and, and reading what people have had to say about your book and about you, Dorsey, it, it's just, it's just so incredible. Uh, the amount of people who 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 love you because of your inspiring, because of the fact that you're real, you're positive, and you're motivating. All of those things are, are characteristics of a real winner. And when when I look and when I when I hear the words uh, Dorsey Ross, I, I I think of a winner. I I, I think of someone that uh, has has really been able to not just overcome, and not just survive, but to thrive. And we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about uh, not just enduring what we have to go through, but the ones that that make all the difference in the world are those that are able to thrive. Talk to us just for a minute about uh, what it means to thrive versus just to survive. I think, you know, when you're talking about surviving versus driving, surviving, you know, would be just like, you know, living out life every day and, you know, maybe not having, you know, goals to to live or to, you know, achieve in life or, you know, things that you want to accomplish in life. 
Whereas, you know, thriving is, hey, I, I have these set of goals that I want to be able to accomplish in life. I have these, you know, these things that I want to be able to accomplish in life before I, you know, pass on or before I get too old to be able to accomplish those those goals. You know, you answered that exactly the way that I wanted you to answer that, because not once did you talk about disabilities. Not once did you talk about how tough your life has been, but yours is a universal message. It doesn't have to be something that we deal with through through uh, difficulties that were placed upon us, no fault of our own. We all have a journey. We all have to get through the difficult times in life. And it's only when we get through those difficult times that we can look back and recognize just how much we were blessed, just how much God loved us during that time and, and how much he helped us along the way. And so I, you're the perfect example of thriving, Dorsey. It's not about just surviving, but it's about thriving. And, and uh, I, I, again, we're so impressed with, with your story and what you are able to do with some of the difficulties that you've been fla- placed with in your life. So, Dorsey, we're probably missing a lot of what you wanted to share with us today. Is there anything that you would like to, to close with as we, as we finish our conversation today that you feel would be helpful for our listeners to know? Yeah, well, you know, as I said, I, you know, after I went to community college, I went on to Bible college and, you know, again, Bible college was not easy for me. And, you know, in 2002, in August of 2002, I got a call, you know, from my sister that my mom had 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 a stroke and she was in the hospital. And during that same time, I had fallen on campus and broken my arm. But I didn't realize I had broken my arm until three days later when I woke up and my elbow was swollen up to probably twice the size that it was, you know, supposed to be. And I went to a friend of mine and I was like, you know what, I don't think this is normal. We need to go to the hospital. So, you know, then several months later, after trying to get a hold of my mom, you know, for several hours, I got another call that my mom had passed away. And, you know, I could have eagerly said, well, you know, we'll quit for that semester, we'll we'll quit for the rest of the year. But, you know, I knew that my mom wouldn't have wanted me to give up. I knew that my mom wouldn't have wanted me to, to quit. And even later on in that, in that school time, you know, my third, my second or third year, maybe probably third year, someone came up to me. She said, well, you know, they said to me, you know, you're struggling. Why don't you at least get your associate's degree? And that way, if you do, don't finish, at least you'll have something to fall back on. So I did. I got my associate's degree, another one <clears throat> from the Barber College. And I still persevered, I still thrived. And in 2005, I was able to, you know, get my associate, I mean, get my bachelor's degree in youth ministry. 
And I had a lot of, you know, pastors, you know, look over me and say, no, we're not interested, no, we're not interested, no, we're not interested. And I was finally able to give my story on an outreach event. And at that time, you know, my pastor said, you know, we'll put a packet together so that you can send this out to pastors to have you go and speak. And that's what I've been doing for the last, obviously the last year and a half has been very difficult, you know, with the pandemic. So I'm hoping to get back on the road at some point to start doing that again. But that's what I've been doing for the last 14 uh, yeah, 14 years. Incredible story, incredible life. Yes, I can't imagine the impact that you have had over these past 14 years with the youth as they have been present with you as you've shared your story. And, and you know, we'll, we'll finish where we began with the, uh, with, with the word that's so important, uh, the, uh, the name of your book, Over, Overcomer, which, by the way, you can, you can uh, do a Google search and, on Overcomer with Dorsey Ross's name, and uh, you'll be able to purchase his book online. And we'll actually have that link right in our show notes. So they can also buy. They can also buy on my website as well. The new edition on my website, and I'll autograph it for them as well if they would like to buy directly from my website. Great. We'll put that link to your website in our show notes. Well, Dorsey, thank you so much. We we're so grateful that uh, you're able to spend some time with us today. We hope to our audience that all of you have enjoyed our conversation with Dorsey Ross today as we've discussed the the whole idea of overcoming, the whole idea of uh, being able to thrive and not just survive, which so many of us are, are struggling with. It's It's been a tough time for so many people, and it will probably continue to be. And the one word I'm going to add in here that you said, Dorsey, was to persevere, and that we'll continue to each of us persevere as well. Well, each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing that you will ever do. The stories and experiences that our guests share inspire us as well as to help us to grow and to connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep Karen.